0: Sing Second Sports is a Provision Advisors production. Our business is public relations, coaching, and strategy. If you are in the market for communication road mapping, media relations, social and digital branding, coaching and event preparation, or any other services that you think we can be of value, please reach out at (sighs) www.provisionadvisors.net.
1: Hey, fans of the Sing Second Sports podcast, I am John Schofield, and this is another great episode of Sing Second Sports. It is game week, Uh, Saturday night, the Naval Academy midshipmen traveled down to Houston to take on the Cougars um, in a very tough game coming off of a bye week. This is your pregame episode. Many thanks to our sponsors at Naptown Scoop, Dry D5 and Red Red Wine Bar in Annapolis, the Montana 3000 podcast, and all of the support that NAAA gives us along the way. This pregame is kind of a a watershed moment um, in that we're coming off of two mega losses, a crisis uh, kind of within the football program in and around the status of Coach Jasper. We brought you the conversation that we had with Chuck Gladcheck. And now here it is, after all the bluster, after all the podcast appearances, after all the quotes and Zoom interviews, um, we now get to see whether all of the tumult that took place after Air Force results in some sort of kinetic energy, some sort of change, some sort of improvement. Um, so before I talk anymore, um, I'd like to get Chris Rebello, uh, who is joining us as our producer as always, and our special guest from the Capitol Gazette newspaper, Bill Wagner, I'd like to get their perspective. We're going to start with WAGs. Bill, what have you observed in the last two weeks since the Air Force game, since we talked to Chet, and in conversations with the coaches and the players? How have they evolved since all the stuff happened? And we're just going to call it stuff. And, and what do they have to do to, to put up a better showing on Saturday?
2: Well, from... Outward appearances, it seems like the players and coaches kind of just rolled with this. Um, they, I was at practice uh, Wednesday night, and everything seemed to be fine. They were spirited. They, I interviewed players. Everyone seems to just have, been, have moved on, which is admirable. But no question, this is a watershed moment for Navy football to try to respond to a you know getting off to an zero and two start, and neither of the losses was. Good in any way. And so, Navy has to show something. And, you know, they are kind of like a rat that's backed into a corner or whatever you want to call a a junkyard dog that's backed into a corner. They've got to do something and show that they're going to get something accomplished this season. So, this is a big game. And, Navy has played well against Houston before. My fear, though, John, is that I look at the history of the series. And it's been very, very high scoring. So I feel as though defensive coordinator Brian Newberry really needs to dial up something special and find a way to keep Houston below what its average is against Navy, which is in the mid-30s if you go and look at the history of the series. Somehow, some way, I think that Navy's defense has to keep Houston in the 20s for Navy to have a chance because the
1: offense could be vastly improved, and that could mean 28 points would be vastly improved. So, Chris, what are you tracking? You know, WAGS has been, you know, listening in on, on what's happening with the coaches, with the players, how they've recovered from Air Force and all of the upheaval in the program um, with Coach Jasper, with, um, uh, with you know, an, a high-level assistant coach being let go. Um, a lot of things going on, you know, but in the end, it's just a tough road trip. Whether, I mean, if they were 2-0 and and everything was hunky-dory, I don't, we went down to Houston twice when I was the PAO and we got stomped each time. It's a great place to play, great place for alumni to gather, but a house of horrors for this team. You know, how do you view, you know, the criticality of this road trip?
0: I was on with uh, Bill Keenan Reynolds and Eric Catani on uh, the podcast that Bill hosts on the Believe uh, Football Network. And, you know, Bill asked the two of them if he thought, if they thought this was a must win game. Um, And and then he asked me and I'll tell you what I said there. I I don't think it's a must win game. I think it's a a must show improvement game. This is a game that I think most people when they looked at the schedule thought Navy would have difficulty with, um, you you know, even before the first two weeks. Um, I, I honestly think the bar is a bit lowered. Um, so I think if Navy goes down there and uh, they are able to show life in the offense, they are able to put some points on the board. If the defense has a has a good day and, and they play well against a good Houston team in front of a, a, a large alumni crowd down, down there in Houston, I, I think this can be a bounce back week. And I think the same going into next week. Right. I mean, they're playing next week, you know, not to look past Houston, but they're playing a very good Cincinnati team. And I think they can use these, you know, two really good teams to, to improve and to kind of turn the season around as they get back into maybe more of the, the moderate teams in the AAC.
1: So, Wags, um, you know, considering a Navy player, uh, finish this sentence for me. Um, Navy football keeps this game competitive and possibly turns up an upset if dot, dot, dot. Who's that player? What does he need to do in order to make that, make that sentence complete? Well, obviously,
2: first and foremost, it would be Xavier Arline, who I think is probably going to start at quarterback. Uh, Ty is back, but uh, you know, he's still recovering from the injury. So I think Xavier is going to get the nod, and he needs to play better. He needs to make the right reads. He needs to run the triple option. And he also, more than anything, needs to complete some passes downfield to keep the Houston defense honest. Can't load the box and make it impossible to run the option like Air Force did. So I think he's first. But then the second, dairy is fullbacks. Uh, Navy's got to establish the fullbacks. I think a key to a Navy win is Isaac Ruas and James Harris II combining for close to 200 yards. They need to gouge the middle. And that's how Navy possesses the ball. Possessing the ball
1: helps to keep the Houston offense off the field and keep the score down. So, Wags, you mentioned the Houston offense. Now complete this sentence for me. This game gets ugly early and turns into a blowout if dot, dot, dot. Who's that player for Houston who can make it a nightmare for us and, and in what position? If
2: quarterback Clayton Toon has all day to throw, it's going to get ugly. So it cannot be a repeat of Marshall where the quarterback had was able to sit back there and play the game in a tuxedo because nobody was touching him. Clayton Toon is good. He has given Navy fits in two previous meetings. Um, he can make all the throws, make them on target. They've got tons of, of talent at the skill positions. They've got to make Clayton Toon uncomfortable. Now, the good news for Navy is that Toon has got a nagging hamstring issue. He left the Grambling game because of it, and in hindsight, Coach Dana Holgerson said he probably shouldn't have played Clayton Tune in that game. Um, so, if it would be helpful to Navy, if indeed Clayton Toon has a, a hamstring injury that prevents
1: him from being mobile and 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 helps Navy get to the get some pressure. Wags going old school offensive line coach and doing the old that that quarterback can play play a position in a tuxedo or. Yeah, it's fantastic. Um, so, Chris, you know, from from your perspective, thinking about this as as former naval officers, as leaders who stand in front of sailors, you know, Kenny has had to stand in front of the sailors. He's had to stand in front of his team uh, the last two weeks after a lot of stuff, after a tough loss, um, after coaching staff changes uh, through a bye week, which is tough. Um, as the semester is getting underway and making it more difficult on the student-athletes. What do you think Kenny has done um, in these two weeks in order to kind of, to use your phrase, get, you know, shake the echo sketch and and get them to have a, a very short memory going into this really tough road game?
0: I don't know that he did anything really different than what he normally does. I mean, I, I, I think he... Um preaches Navy football. I think he knows where there needs to be work. And um, I think he keeps it fun and, and, you know, serious at the appropriate times. And I, I think he says, Hey, look, I mean, you know, let's go down there and let, let's shock the world. Let, let's play the football that that we play. Um, and so I, I don't see a ton changing in, in his approach with the team. Um, the only thing that I hope they do change is, I hope they go to Masai Maynor earlier than um, than they have in previous uh, games. You know, you you did the the you know this happens if dot dot dot. I, I would love to see them as a way of of keeping Houston off balance. Uh, in addition to dialing up you know crazy Newberry defenses. Um, you, you know, if they feel like the, the option isn't working with, um, with Xavier, I, I'd love to see him go to Maasai. I'd love to see him go to Maasai sort of predictively, you know, to a series or two with uh, Xavier and then, you know, switch and go to Maasai. I mean, you know, that's the only way, in my opinion, that they that they keep Houston off balance and, and, and that they really have a chance um, is if they, you know, throw everything they have at them.
1: I completely agree. In fact, I have been very partial since I saw the size of our wide receiver core a season ago um, to getting them involved Uh, offensive team captain, Michael Cooper. um, The rest of that wide receiver room is big and athletic. And I'm not saying that I want to all of a sudden see this turn into a Bill Walsh West coast offense. Um, But uh, to Chris's point, I really think that they have to mix it up and and use the height and athleticism of these wide receivers. And in order to take advantage of that, you need a quarterback who can keep the linebackers on us. You need to be able to play play action off of the option. You need to run an effective option so that it opens up that pass to those to those taller and more athletic wide receivers. So hopefully we can see that realized Uh, before we go to break. I'll just end by saying that, you know, 7 p.m. on the U, um, ESPNU, um, tune in. Um, you know, we'll be tweeting live throughout. We won't be there. We'd love to be there, but um, uh, we couldn't make it down. So we're going to entertain you with uh, Twitter and Instagram updates throughout. But for me, I- I'd, I'd really love for all the negative press that this, that this squad got after the Air Force game for them to just go down and kick the crap out of this team. Um, it, it it just seems on brand for a Kenny coach team. And I'm really hoping that it happens. We'll bring you all the updates as we uh, get closer. And as far as who we think is going to win this game, you'll have to tune in after this commercial break when WAGs, Chris and I are joined by our three celebrity guest pickers. So stick with us to the break. This is Sing Second Sports.
0: This week's episode of Sing Second Sports is brought to you by our sponsor, the Naptown Scoop local news with a personality. The Naptown Scoop is our go-to resource for events, music, and more. Follow the Naptown Scoop on Instagram at NaptownScoop, N-A-P-T-O-W-N-S-C-O-O-P. And subscribe to receive the Scoop newsletter at www.naptownscoop.com. Thank you to the Naptown Scoop for being a fantastic supporter of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. Now back to the pod.
1: All right. Hey, everyone. We are back from break. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, many thanks to our sponsors, the Naptown Scoop, tri 5 and Red Red Wine Bar, as well as the Montana 3000 Podcast for sponsoring this, our guest picker episode every week. Uh, this week, we are very lucky to be joined by class of 2010 basketball star Chris Harris, class of 1998 lacrosse star uh, Scott Mushaw, and the the real star of the show we we love we love having her back on uh <laughs> coach cindy tinchel of the navy women's lacrosse team now there are a lot of you know this is very lacrosse heavy and we'll find out here in a second uh but first of all let me do a quick intro of each of our uh, of each of our guest pickers chris harris number one thanks for coming back to the pod number two Catch us up on, you know, what's going on, you know, from what I understand, maybe a promotion at your at your job, like a lot of stuff going on in the world of cybersecurity, right? Yeah, a lot
3: going on. Uh, FireEye, uh, the company formerly known as FireEye, is now uh, divesting uh, into FireEye on one side, which will be uh, the technology stack, traditional technology stack that FireEye is uh, best in breed cybersecurity uh, with Mandiant, uh, which is a side that is gonna stay public. Uh, the CEO is Kevin Mandia, founded Mandia uh, back in the early 2000s, and uh, I'll be staying with that side. And traditionally I've um, covered uh, and run the Navy and Marine Corps business, uh, but I'll be uh, stepping in to uh, lead the DOD and intelligence community team now here in uh, 2022. So very excited about that, John.
1: So yeah, I, you know, obviously <laughs> a very deserved uh, step up in this industry for someone who's very talented, uh, in this field, but speaking of talent, um, I don't know if you're even the most talented athlete or former athlete in your house. Now there is a connection between your wife and Coach timshall Can you catch our uh, our listeners up with that? And if it if it came down to it, who do you think is the more athletic? Absolutely, and uh, absolutely married up uh, with Brittany,
3: uh, my wife Brittany Amro, uh, formerly now Brittany Amro Harris. Uh, both uh, class of 2010 and Britt played for uh, Coach Chul, Uh and uh, that was right at the beginning of uh, the dynasty that is Navy women's lacrosse today, so uh, we're uh, we're super excited, and another layer, uh, another degree here of family uh, on Navy women's lacs is now uh, Caroline Steffens, who is Britt's uh, cousin. Uh, is a youngster on uh, the Navy Women's lax team, so we're just excited to keep it going and uh, go Navy Women's lax. She is absolutely the better athlete, uh, better all across the board, better looking, everything.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> that that allows me to go right to Coach Tenshul. Coach, thank you again for joining the podcast, and and let's hear it straight from you. I mean, you were there when Chris was draining threes. And when his wife was was dominating out there on the lacrosse field for you, who, who was the better athlete between the two yeah.
4: <laughs> Well, gosh, you know, what a beautiful couple. I mean, and Brittany was an amazing player for us early in our, you know, inception of, of, of Navy women's lacrosse. And yes, John, I mean, you know, Chris and now Brittany together. And I think they're both crushing it. Uh, I, you know, <laughs> you always favor your former athletes, but you also love, um, you know, when, you know, they, they have an amazing, you know, future, um, beyond, you know, playing lacrosse and graduating from the Academy and doing those wonderful mm-hmm. things for Navy and now doing amazing things, you know, here, you know, in the United States. So yes, I don't know. We love Brian. Right. And yes, and we love <laughs> Steph and her niece and she's crushing it. You know, a young woman from, you know, Florida, St. Thomas Aquinas, little shout out to that in, in Fort Lauderdale. So, a uh,
1: friend of the pod, Ryan Perry, is a uh, former uh, St. Thomas Aquinas graduate, so I'm sure this will put a smile on his face. My last question to you, Coach, before I uh, introduce Scott and ask him a couple. You were at the University of Maryland. We're going to ask you know you to pick a Maryland game uh, this week as part of the guest picker series. You were there at the same time as Ralph Friesian and Gary Williams. Did you ever like yes. sitting in an all coaches meeting and be like, Hey boys, what's going on? This is what it's oh, yeah. like to win. I mean, even with yeah. Brenda freeze too, you're there while Brenda's yeah. winning all national us, titles.
4: All of us at Missy Mahark, we were all together. When we had a coaches meeting It was strictly the head coaches. So it was a pretty amazing experience. It's real small table, like conference type setting. And yes. Yeah. You didn't quite understand how amazing that was at the time, but you know, truly it, it, it was and is amazing, you know, the coaches that come through the University of Maryland and this level of success that all of them had um, and still continue to have, who were there, Missy's still there, Brenda's still there, so yeah, it, it, it was a lot of fun, and Gary has um, an amazing way of not only coaching at the time, but also a, a wonderful personality. He was just true and true, a Terp in all ways, you know, just bought into the whole idea of all of us together as one as one. And so it was really, really fun.
1: Well, let's see if you'll pick with your head or your heart when it comes time to pick the Turps versus Kent State. So finally, our guest picker is also Scott Mushaw. Scott, class of 1998, as I said, a very good lacrosse player. Um, you might hear a lot about him in that Bill Wagner apparently uh, writes front page sports stories about Scott coaching 10 year olds on the lacrosse field. it, uh, Scotty, <laughs> number one. <laughs> Yeah, not only yeah do I remember you from playing lacrosse, but then you and I were shipmates in Loose Hall, teaching seamanship and navigation together. First of all, as a first-time visitor of the pod, just let everyone know what you're up to and and tell them a little bit about what California Closets is all about.
5: Yeah, John, this is great. I'm it's having a ton of fun already. So thank you for the invitation. Um, yeah, California Closets, great organization. I was the uh, I was a partner. In this small business starting in 2005. I sold this business to the corporate, uh, back to the corporate office two years ago, but stayed on board. Just love the brand, love the product. The people here are fantastic. It's like a home away from home. So couldn't be prouder of my people here at California Closets.
1: And then last question. We've already had Mickey Jarbo on. When we asked him to talk about the hardest shots that he had to face in practice, <laughs> he never mentioned yours. I mean, he talked like Andy cool. Ross. He talked very yeah. honest. Um, yeah, you know, I'll tell you what. Do you have anything to say to Mickey Jarbo about you know the quality of your shot and scoring ability? Because I remember a lot of games where you tallied you know at least four goals. Yeah.
5: So sometimes it's not about speed; it's about accuracy, right? So I was more I was more of a finisher. I wasn't a guy that would blow you away with the heat, but I could I could pick a corner low or high. Um, Mickey, great guy, great goalie. I, I've been playing lacrosse with Mickey. Since we were, you know, seven, eight years old, we grew up in the Towson area together. We went to Calvert Hall together. Somehow he followed me to Navy. I don't know how they got him in. But thank <laughs> God that they did. He was great. I mean, what, two, three-time first-team All-American, goalie of the year. Just a fantastic person. Great family. Um, great guy. You know, what, what can I say? He's, he's the best.
1: Yeah, we're huge fans as well. So, all right, let's get right into it. Um, so, it's going to be the Sing Second Sports six-pack of games. Um, Bill Wagner, Chris Cervello, myself, and the three esteemed guests here are going to pick a winner in each game. You know, let's keep it simple here, Harris. You don't have to go full Mike Erie like, you know, playing, playing the five-team parlay. Um, but hey, let's, let's get right into it. We're going to start with the Navy game. Um, we, uh, you know, Wags, Chris, and I just kind of broke down the pregame. It's going to be a very tough roadie at night, national television, benefactors of a road game or of a, uh, bye week not the benefactors of a road game. Um, but, you know, I, I think it'll be tough. I'll start off the picking. I'm going to actually channel some Chris cervello here in that for the first week, I'm not going to pick with my heart. I'm going to pick with my head. I know that Navy's going to turn around a lot of the problems that they had in the previous two games. But this week, I, I don't think that uh, that progress is going to make a difference. I am picking Houston, and I'm picking Houston by probably 21 points. Uh, Bill Wagner, we'll send to you for your prediction in the Navy Houston game well I agree with
2: you John I think the offense will be improved
1: but the question is how improved Uh,
2: Houston puts up huge points if you go and look at the history of this series it's 46 40 is when Navy wins so Navy's going to have to score well over 30 points to beat Houston and I don't think that Navy can do it so I'm going to pick Houston 38
1: to 27 all right Wags and I pick Houston Scotty Mushell let's go to you I hate to make the pick, but I'm going Houston, especially
5: at home. They smoked grambling. They absolutely steamed rice. And, uh, yeah, I think the mids are going to have their hands full this weekend. Sorry, boys. All right, another pick for Houston. Chris Harris, <laughs>
3: let's hear it from you, my man. Don't think that they will have enough on the road at Houston
1: to pull it out, so Houston for me. All right, Coach Timschel.
4: Well, you know I'm going to be an outlier.
1: <laughs> yes, I'd love it.
4: I say it's heart, heart from the start. Uh, you take this Navy team on the road and, you know, the toughest team to play is a team that is hungry. It's like, you know, whether you're, you know, running for your dinner or for your life. And I, I'm picking Navy. Um, and I, the spreads, whatever. I just, uh, yeah, you know, you got to go with the, the Navy spread. guys, She's the Navy boys. Me. Come on. Hoorah.
1: All right. And then to finish us off, our own Jimmy the Greek, Chris Cervello. what's your pick?
0: Um, I'm going to take Houston. I I think this is a more of a defensive matchup than uh, than people think. Um, I I think that Houston doesn't uh, give Navy the credit that they deserve. I think the Navy defense comes out uh, and knows that that's their only way of uh, of of looking good on uh, on national television. So I I think it's going to be a little bit more low scoring than uh, the past six Navy Houston games we've seen.
1: Coach Newberry revs up the defense for this very, uh, very big challenge. Let's switch it up before we go to the other two service academies really quick. College game day this week in Chicago, which should be super fun. A little Chi-Town experience with Notre Dame and Wisconsin. Some quarterback drama there. Um, first and foremost, I'm going to go to Chris Harris because I think I, I think something, something about this game probably appeals to him. I know I'm going to watch it. I can't wait to see. Uh, Harris, what's your pick?
3: Yeah, I'm excited for it. I think it'll be a great one. Neutral site, always fun with Notre Dame playing those games. Neutral sites. Uh, I think that the Irish have escaped a couple already, um, and I think they're going to get nabbed by a very good Wisconsin team.
1: I like that. Already going with Wisconsin. Chris Cervello, how about yourself?
0: I'm going to take Notre Dame. I I think that this is Brian Kelly's everything game, right? I think if he loses this game, he's out. Um, you know, maybe not literally, but I mean, he, he is way down in the hearts of uh, Notre Dame fans and Notre Dame boosters. So I, I think he finds a way to win. There's no such thing as a neutral site when you're playing Notre Dame, as we know. Uh, and, and so I, I think the the folks travel and I think they travel in a big way for uh, uh, for, for South Bend. And I think the people in Wisconsin are going to be paying closer attention to the Ryder Cup than they are to uh, to this game.
1: A very good call as they are crushing whistling straights this weekend. A, a course that uh, that producer Chris Bell and I both played. That'll be fun to watch. Coach Tinschel, how do you feel about the uh, about the Notre Dame effect on the Notre Dame football <laughs> network of NBC?
4: <laughs> yeah, that's always a tough one. Um, yeah, I worked in the Big Ten. I like cheese. You know, I'm going to go with Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> I, the, si- the science behind it is what pair, I love so far. A little so far.
4: cheese, a little cheese soup and nice crusty French bread. Yeah, maybe I, I know, I understand Chicago is going to be a very special place to have this amazing game. But yeah, I'm a little distraction from Ryder Cup, but I'm going with the Badgers.
1: All right. Scotty Mish, how about yourself?
5: Well, we were talking about thinking picks with our heads or our hearts. Coach is going with stomach. I mean, you got to go with what you like. <laughs> <field>. <laughs>
4: I'm taking all the body parts <laughs> uh, no, I love
5: that. I'm a, I've always been a Notre Dame fan. Um, however, not this weekend. I like the laxer playing quarterback out there. I don't think he's got enough. I think the firepower and the, the strengths of Wisconsin, especially the workhorse at running back, I think, uh, I think they get up and down the field on Notre Dame. I take Wisconsin. Oh, Badgers. If
1: there's anything that Wisconsin produces, it's running backs. It's like every year there's a guy dominating out there. As a Bronco fan, I'm very partial to Melvin Gordon myself. So, Bill Wagner, where's uh, where's your head at with Notre Dame and Wisconsin?
2: I tend to root for the Irish, uh, being a good Catholic boy. Um, but I like Wisconsin in this game. I I agree with kind of the prevailing thoughts here. Wisconsin will win. And,
1: and I am going to go gotta with you. Notre Dame. I... Uh, I I just believe, and I've never really rooted for Notre Dame, you know, Augustinians over Jesuits and all that good Villanova stuff, but I think Notre Dame, um, to Chris's point about it being a statement game for Brian Kelly, I think they pull this one out. Let's get back to the Service Academies. Um, This weekend, a couple of, you know, a lot of people might think they're rollovers, but let's start with Air Force. Air Force gets a tough Florida Atlantic team. Uh, Bill Wagner, let's go to you first. Think this game is gonna is gonna line up for the falcons.
2: You know, I was shocked that Air Force got you know in a shootout uh, beaten by a team that I didn't think was better than them. I now I'm I'm not sure where Air Force is. It certainly didn't bode well for Navy. The Air Force turned around and lost after beating Navy. Um I'll I'll stick with Air Force until I've shown that they're not legit. I'll stick with Air Force in a low scoring like 20 to 17
1: type game. All right, a pick for the Air Force Academy for Bill Wagner. Um, Scotty and Yish, how about you?
5: I'm going to go the opposite direction on this one. I don't think uh, I don't think Air Force has really really had to play. I mean, Utah State's a good football program, I guess. I don't know. I don't really find too much firepower with them. But I look at FAU's schedule. They put 17 points on Florida's defense. I know they lost by 21, but they could put up 17 points versus Florida. That's not so bad. They absolutely crushed Fordham. They beat Georgia Southern. I think uh, I'll take FAU.
1: Wow, I like the Muech questioning Ogden, Utah. Like, have some respect, my man. Maybe in (laughs) (laughs)
4: football.
1: Chris Cervello, how about yourself? I'm gonna follow Scotty's lead. Um, I think
0: that you know they saw the option against Georgia Southern. Um, They did well against it. I I think they beat Air Force. I think they beat them by uh, a a touchdown or more. Saris. Yep. I'm going to, I'm going to third this one.
3: Uh, I think Perry's unbelievable at quarterback and they're not going to know what to do with it. He's going to have a field day FAU for the win. What's your pick coach?
4: I'm real finicky. I'm going with the other picks. I'm going with FAU.
1: All right. And I am also going with FAU because I'm not ever really going to pick Air Force. And that's just (laughs) the way that it is. (laughs) Sorry that I'm not sorry. All right, then let's keep keep with the Service Academies. Army has a tough one, a little MAC attack this weekend with Miami of Ohio. Chris Cervello, what's your thoughts on on this challenge for Army? I think it's a pretty good one.
0: I think Army wins. I think they beat Miami of Ohio. I think Army's a very good football team. All right. Scotty Mushaw? I'm going to go the opposite
5: direction. I'm taking the fighting hardballs. Being a Ravens fan, I'm going to go with Miami, Ohio. I'll tell you, I don't think, again, I don't think Army's played anybody. You know, worth worth their salt yet. I mean, they've had some blowout wins, and uh, I don't know if you noticed, but they have like sometimes twelve to fourteen people carry the ball in a game. I don't think they've figured out who's who they want really doing what yet. I think they're still just a little a little disorganized, even though they're three and i I'm going with uh, the Redhawks.
1: Bill Wagner. I'm going to pick Army, John. I like that pick. I'm also going to pick Army, um, just because I really think they have a very, very, very good team. Um, Chris Harris, how about yourself?
3: Yeah, as much as I'd like to see them stumble, I think Army has a good team. Uh, They're going to go 4-0.
1: Coach, bring us home on the Army game.
4: Yeah, it's it's Army. I mean, playing at home, it's tough. Army has obviously shown how tough it is. Okay, let's go to the
1: primetime game of the week. Everyone circled this on the calendar at the beginning of the year. They know this is the big one. The Fighting Wildcats of Villanova traveling out to State College to take on... (laughs) Um, a top 10 ranked Penn State team, Villanova, 3-0, going into State College to take on the 3-0 and Penn State Nittany Lions. I'm going to start off the picking this week by saying I pick Penn State, but I'm telling you right now that Villanova is going to shock the world, and this will end in a single-digit loss for the mighty Wildcats of the main line. Um, how about – I'd love to hear from Chris Harris on this.
3: Yeah, so I think the last time they played was your senior year, John, 1951, if I'm not mistaken. So <laughs> – Um, as much as I'd love to see, uh, FCS, uh, beat a major, uh, division one team. I just think Penn state's too strong. They have been, uh, to Scott's point tried and tested, uh, already with two really tough matchups and, uh, have prevailed. I think they're a really good football team and
1: uh, I'm going to go with Penn state. Chris Cervello, what do you say?
0: I'm going to pick Penn state, but I, uh, I expect, uh, Villanova to give them a, a run. This is a you know, primed for a letdown game after the whiteout last week. Um, And Villanova's (laughs) been playing well. So I I think Villanova makes a statement, but I think in the
1: end, Penn State wins. Love it. Thank you for that pick. Bill Wagner, what do you say?
0: I'm kind of
2: with Chris on this. I think that Villanova will come in and play well in the first half. And like uh, Chris said, Penn State will have a bit of a letdown, but that they, they will wake up quickly when they realize Villanova's legit and Penn State will pull it out.
1: All right, Coach Temschel?
4: Yeah, um, grew up right outside of Villanova at Haverford High School, Havertown, PA. Um, It's hard to really uh, root against Jay Wright. Um, I know he's basketball. (laughs) However, um, yes, you know, Sandy Barber, the athletic director, her late father is um, Captain Henry Barber, you know, class of whatever at the Naval Academy, so I'm all about. Happy Valley, we are Penn State.
1: All right, bring us home on
5: this. I'm gonna go Penn State. They're like uh, I think Chris mentioned they're battle tested, man. They beat Wisconsin by six. They beat Auburn last weekend by eight. I think Auburn's a really good football team. I think uh, Penn State rides uh, Bigsby all all day long. I think Villanova, unless Howie Long's gonna come back reincarnate and do <laughs> back up for the Wildcats. I think it's going to be a long day for them. I'll even take the points. Give me 30 and a half. Give me me Penn State. We are. Uh, (laughs)
1: Let's not forget the good old days of Brian Westbrook at uh, Villanova. We just produce athletes. Look no further than this Zoom call. We produce athletes. (laughs) So speaking of athletes, our last game, uh, my beloved Maryland Terrapins taking on what I think is a very tough team in Kent State. Kent State apparently is just making their run through the Big Ten um hey, not a big deal. Let's play Ohio State and then turn around and have to take on the Maryland Terrapins. Coach Timschul, you get the first pick in the maryland ken State <laughs> game.
4: Once a Terp, always a Terp. Go, Terps go. Um, yeah, I, I, I like Kent State because they had a women's lacrosse a few years ago and hired um, Bill Tooney's daughter. Um, yeah. But I will certainly root for the Terps um, this weekend and pick them as the winner.
1: Scotty Mishra, what do you say? This is a fun game for me.
5: I'm a, I'm I'm starting to become a Maryland Terrapin football believer. And I think part of it is is just the great leadership from Ensign Loxley. And yes, I did say Ensign because <laughs> he know. was Enson at Naps when I was a Napster. So Ensign Loxley, I trust, I follow his orders. We're gonna run all over Kent State. I'll take him. Go Terps.
2: <laughs>
1: like it. Bill Wagner.
2: Yes, Maryland is legit this year. Good quarterback, good receivers. Uh, I like Maryland. They'll win big over Kent State. Chris Harris.
3: Yeah, my only question here is uh, whether or not Maryland will be looking to next week uh, and getting a little ahead of themselves with Iowa up next at number five in the country.
1: Uh, But for now, I'm just going to say Maryland Terps for the win. Friday Night Lights next week against what might be a top five Hawkeye team. I'll tell you what, the last time I remember hype for a night game like that was the first time that Maryland debuted the Maryland flag helmets against Miami of Florida uh, under the lights. I'll never forget seeing those uniforms for the first time. They were amazing. Uh, Chris Cervello, give us your pick.
0: I'm going to take Maryland. I think Maryland wins uh, easy.
1: Um, I'm going to finish this off by saying raise high the black and gold. Um, Let's go Terps and uh, you know, get to undefeated so that the uh, Iowa game next Friday night under the lights, at capital one field is more interesting. So that wraps it up. We all have the picks. Coach Tim picked with her head, her stomach, her elbow. Um, Very expert clinical empirical diagnosis by Scott Mushaw and Chris Harris. Um, Ever the engineers in them. Those those gentlemen who graduate with a uh, Bachelor of Science from this great institution. Um, And great picks, as always, from Chris and Wags. I'll tell you what, that wraps it up. Uh, We're going to go to break. Uh, when we come back, Wags, Chris, and I will bring it out. But uh, before we go, thanks so much to our three guest pickers, uh, Chris Harris, Scott Mushaw, Coach Tim Schultz, thanks for being friends of the pod, and you're welcome back at any time. Thanks for having me. Thank, Thank you. So you. Go Navy. We got Chris Harris out of here just in time to go. The next battlefield is cybersecurity. So go, go secure America's security there, Chris.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you, guys. Great to be on with everybody.
0: All right, guys. Take care. This week's episode of Sing Second Sports is brought to you by our sponsors at Red Red Wine Bar and Dry 85 in downtown Annapolis. Coming to town for a football game? Is it your class reunion or just looking for a place to chill on a Friday or Saturday night? Red Red Wine Bar and Dry 85 are staples in the Annapolis main street scene. Whether you're in the mood for a good Cabernet at the wine bar or an old-fashioned and a Dry 85 burger, both locations will take care of you. Special thank you to Brian and Lisa Bolter, the owners of both establishments for being fantastic supporters of the Sing Second Sports Podcast. Now back to the pod.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Sing Second Sports Podcast. Uh, I'll tell you what, my favorite one every week is the pregame show, including the guest pickers. Um, It allows us to do kind of a quicker get to know you with uh, a lot of new athletes, coaches, staff, alumni who have never been on the pod before. So welcome to first-time pod guest Scotty Mushaw. I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from him when we get to lacrosse season. And thanks, as always, to Coach Tim Schull and to Chris Harris. Um, so here we are. Uh, we broke down Houston in the opening, what what Navy has to do to win, what they have to prevent Houston from doing. Um, and yeah, then we, we got all the picks in. Um, as, as always, we like to we like to highlight what else happened in Naval Academy sports since we last talked to you. The big ones um, that have already taken place this past weekend on Saturday, men's and women's soccer both kicked off the Patriot League slate and it kicked off kind of on a hard foot. Um, no pun intended. Women's soccer lost to Bucknell four two men's soccer dropping one at BU, which is notoriously a house of horrors soccer wise. One uh, nil. Um, then over the weekend, uh, women's volleyball uh, took on Loyola on Sunday um, and dropped that in straight sets 3-0. Uh, men's golf uh, played a very good St. John's squad and dropped that one 10-8. We also had men's and women's tennis in action and sailing in action. And WAGS is going to catch us up with that and uh, with what's going on on the water polo scene um, this coming weekend, in addition to Navy playing at Houston, we have some Army-Navy tilts uh, that are on the horizon here. Golf, I mentioned Pat Olin's crew. Um, they've got Army on Saturday the 25th right here in Annapolis. Um, it'll, be, it'll be a great time um, to, to show how great that course is and how it's matured. The weather this weekend in Annapolis is supposed to be, I'll use a Villanova phrase, idyllic. It is going to be like perfect pre-fall weather, lows in the 50s, highs in the uh, low 70s, not a lot of humidity, a great time to bring Army in and kick their ass all over that golf course. Um, We also have women's golf at Bucknell for the Bucknell Invitational, uh, rifle and sailing in action, um, and also volleyball in action again. For more on water polo and sailing, Wags, what have you been watching there?
2: Well, John, sailing got a very important victory in the Shields Trophy Regatta. That's a traditional regatta that the Navy has competed in. Cal Maritime and Coast Guard were the other top competitors. But so that's a big win. The crew was Junior Jackson DuPay, Senior Tegan Foley, Freshman Langston Goldenberg, uh, Junior Patrick McHollick, Junior Madeline Ploak and Junior Joseph Zaladonis. So big win for Navy sailing. And everyone should try to get out to Lejeune uh, tonight. Thursday, September 23rd, Navy plays Air Force and a huge showdown, Service Academy showdown, and Navy just got ranked 20th, entered the rankings at number 20, uh, but Air Force is 8-1, and so it's clearly legit. So big, big water polo match on Thursday at Lejeune Hall it's so big that they're having Pete Meadows come in and do the broadcast, John.
1: Voice of Navy sports is involved. You know it's a big deal. Um, so, yeah, if you're coming to campus, um, you know, like I've said before, doesn't have to be a football game for you to roll in here and support these teams. Also, over the weekend, Water Polo will play Wagner and that very tough Princeton team, um, Princeton at number nine. You also have the home opener for women's soccer in the Patriot League. They are taking it on BU on Saturday at noon. Men's soccer has that tough roadie, the worst, in my opinion, the worst bus trip that exists in the Patriot League, the one that goes up to Hamilton, New York. Men's soccer taking on Colgate at 4 p.m. on Saturday. So a lot of athletes in action, a lot of stuff going on. Um, A big opportunity for football on a grand stage on Saturday night. We will bring you all the updates. Next week, we'll bring you the post-game report brought to you by Lexus, And we will continue to keep you updated on our social media channels, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, We have yet to start the TikTok. Uh, Chris Rabello is in uh, dance classes right now in order to make sure that our TikTok presence is, as they say, lit. For Bill Wagner. For Ward Carroll, for Chris Travelle, I am John Schofield. Thanks for being with us this week. Thanks to our guest pickers. Thanks to our sponsors. Thanks to you, the fans. Thank you to the U.S. Naval Academy for being so awesome. We are out.
0: The thoughts and opinions expressed on this pod are our own and don't represent the views of the Naval Academy Athletic Association, the United States Naval Academy, or any organization for that matter. Play-by-play calls from the Navy Radio Network are used in the opening of the show and from time to time will be part of podcast segments.